the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have y'all here with me along for the ride. This is hour two on this uh, Friday Eve edition. I've talked a lot on my show in the past few years of the amazing uh, politically active conservative people we have in San Diego County. So many times people will say, well, how do you live in California? Or I can't feel bad for Californians because they vote all voted for this. There's so many people have no idea how active and how amazing the conservative movement is here in San Diego, particularly among the women's groups. And it's always an honor for me when I get to speak to any of the women's Republican groups here in uh, San Diego County, whether they're the Republican Party uh, the San Diego County Republican Women's Group, which is the largest. There's Del Mar Seacoast I speak at. There's Women's VIP that I speak at. Uh, you know, I love all of the groups here in San Diego County. And they're so active and so, have such a heart uh, for fighting for this country. Because let me tell you, there is truly a war uh, for the soul of America, and it's being waged against women and girls in this country. And so I reached out tonight. I'm glad to have with me tonight the new president of the National Federation of Republican Women. It is the largest Republican women's organization in, in, in the country. It has 65,000 active ser- serving members across the country, over 1,250 chapters. We know, I know personally that women involved here are so active and really doing a lot of the lion's share of the work in saving our country. And uh, Julie Harris is now the new president of the National Federation of Republican Women. And she's got quite the resume. She's done a lot of good work because let me tell you all how many times I got to say we got it's not just enough for us to be yammering and complaining about the issues we've got going on. We actually have to get out there and do something about it. And Julie has. She led and organized a campaign team that personally knocked on 40,000 doors in Pennsylvania, which led to this uh, the election of Donald J. Trump and Senator Toomey in Pennsylvania in 2016. She's got a great pro-life record. And I can just sit here and I don't want to waste any more of my time with her and going over her resume, including the fact she's a small business owner and a mom of five children. If she can get active and help save this country, so can you. Thank you for being with me tonight, Julie Harris. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I so agree with you. Some of the strongest Republican women I've met are right there in California. We have thousands of members throughout your state. And um, I'm I'm just excited to visit with you tonight. Well, thank you so much. Where are you from? Because am I am I I'm not here. Is that an Australian accent? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So my accent is a little it's a hodgepodge. I was Born and raised in Texas, so I have to blame them for mm-hmm. what some might call a speech impediment. And then I moved to Arkansas and have been there for 27 years. So when you take 
Arkansas and you take Texas, <laughs> you come up with this accent. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of my best friends in the world, uh, her mother in are uh, uh, from Arkansas. In fact, she actually went to college there and launched her journalism career there. In fact, she had a Friday interview with Bill Clinton uh, every week when he was president. And so, uh, many many great conservative family and friends of mine are from Arkansas. And so, thank you for joining me tonight. Um, one of, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is the 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 assault going on against our women. Riley Gaines was yeah. one of the first young women to push back against biological males competing against women, which destroys their academics, you know, um, athletic careers, their hopes and their dreams. And she was actually assaulted. When she was at San Francisco State University, she was there to give a speech, and there was a, a story out today that the university police suspended the investigation. They said they mm. didn't find any evidence of her being assaulted, even mm. though it's on video. What you know, uh, the the uh, why are women, and particularly liberal women? on board Julie Harris with the literal physical, emotional, mental, psychological assaults on women, whether it's in the case of Riley Gaines or whether it's biological men using our restrooms, the mutilation of children. It's just open war on women and girls in this country, isn't it? It, it is. It's it's absurd. I, I don't know what has gotten into uh, the progressive movement, the liberal movement as to why this has become the new cool thing. I mean, if you think about it, you know, in the world of biology, right, there's this God-designed phenomenon that the plant and the animal species seem to understand. I mean, they're either male or female. And this distinction between the sexes, is it's essential for the continuation of the species through reproduction. It's only the humans that in 2023 have decided they're going to change the fundamental of biology, and it's just not doable. And so, you know, now you're looking at the situation with Riley Gaines, and I recently um, got to hear her speak in, in October. She actually came to the National Federation of Republican Women's Convention, and I was listening to her speak, and it really resonated with me because she talked about being in the locker room, and they kept thinking the parents or the coaches would eventually stop this and would speak out and and to see this male, and she said, full male with this full male part being Ugh. in the locker room and how it, it was a traumatic experience. And mm-hmm. they kept waiting. She kept thinking that someone was going to stop it. Someone was going to say or do something. And she said, then when they did that swim meet and they came out and they had tied and they said, we've got to give um, the trophy. I think it was to uh Leah, I, I don't remember mm. the name of, of the other person, but we're yeah. going to give it to this person because um, it, it was really a photo op. You know, that's that's what they felt like was the right thing to do. And they kind of gave her they gave her like it was um, a prop that she was going to have to give back. It was just for the pictures. And she said, I was standing on that stage smiling. And she realized that why would anyone do anything if she was standing there smiling? And she decided that it was her. She was going to have to be the one to do mm-hmm. something. And boy, has she. She, she has. has and, and She has inspired us. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's going to take. And it's tough. Look, I've been there. It's, it's tough to not know how people are going to accept you standing up and speaking truth. 
that she's done. Well, yeah, and, and she's actually been f- literally physically assaulted. She was terrorized. She had to hide into a closet at San Francisco State. And for them to come back and say that there was no evidence of any any kind of assault and, and, and anything against her is just absolutely preposterous when it's caught on film. And to, to you know, I'm old enough to remember back in 2012 when the Democrats said Mitt Romney and the Republicans were waging a war on women because he had mm-hmm. a, a binder full of women when he had resumes. And what we have now with this Democrat party mm-hmm. and this left, we have the evils of, of, of literally sexually assaulting young women in where we had a case of a young girl who was sexually assaulted and raped in a, in a bathroom at a school, mm-hmm. a high school in Loudoun County. And uh, the father of that girl was, was the one who was arrested. They sent that kid off to another school. He attacked another girl. We, you know, we've got, um, mutilations of little girls and, and, and boys even where they're telling them that they can choose their gender. Mm-hmm. Just it's, we're off the rails mentally as a country. And now we even have a Supreme court justice who in the nomination hearings, Katanji mm-hmm. Brown Jackson's refused to answer what the definition of a woman is. And it's uh-huh. literal insanity. And then you, and, and I want to mention one other point when it comes to policy, Julie, is that, and there, it's also degrading and demeaning because they know that they're destroying the means to reproduce. So mm-hmm. one of the things they want to do is go to women that didn't have their parts removed and rent their wounds from them so yeah. that these same sex, you know, biological men can can have babies. It's it's despicable and dis- and disgusting. Yeah. Still still takes a woman, though, you know, yeah. what listening, you know, to what you're saying is it's it's more than even just a difference in whether you think a man can be a woman or a woman can be a man. I mean, that's, it's, it's actually an attack on conservatives. I mean, it's not just Riley Gaines. This is an attack. If you are conservative, if you're Republican, and then if you're a conservative Republican, you have a target on your back. Mm-hmm. And what's troubling in the case of Riley Gaines is she's not even get she's not even receiving just, protection from law enforcement no. and from the justice system. I mean, they're closing the investigation with even the evidence. Yeah. It's scary. It's spooky. It's spooky right now to be in this political environment and know that if you tell the truth, mm-hmm. depending on where you are, now where I come from, we have great justice system, great law enforcement. That wouldn't happen there. But to know that in certain parts of our country, if you're a conservative, you may not get the same protection. And I think, Julie, down the road, I think that, that it, it will expand uh, to include anybody that, it, 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 you know, if, if you are a Christian, a conservative, yeah. anybody that opposes uh, the state and their narrative and their policies going forward will be subject to persecution and prosecution. Yeah. And it will be and it's and it's now legal and, it, it, you know, to persecute and to assault and in, you know, uh, certain individuals. This election, we've always okay. said that, oh, this is the most important election in our lifetime. I think that we've finally reached a point to where we're at the point of no return. It's really about Western civilization going forward. And in America, it's either it's either freedom or it's communism. I see it as very black and white. Tell us how you see this election and how we as conservatives and women need to join together and and save this nation. I agree. I 100 percent agree. I think that Every year we've said this is the most important election of our lifetime, and 
and it, and it has been. And you're right. This is the point of no return. And when our nominee is decided, and I, we're getting very close to that, we're going to have to all rally behind that nominee. We cannot mm-hmm. have a repeat of 2016, even though we prevailed. And in 2020, when we had some of our top leaders refusing to support the Republican nominee, we just cannot do it. I'm out there speaking. I've been president since January 1st. I've already been to four or five states, and it's been the message is winning takes unity. And when Mm -hmm. you look at Republicans, we're not monolithic in how we think. You take what is the population of the United States, you know, over 300 million. You divide them into two groups, Republican, Democrat. I know we have some other parties out there, but we're still a two-party system. You divide them into those two parties. It's understandable that neither party is going to have this monolithic way of thinking. We're Mm -hmm. very diverse within the Republican Party. From the center to right, from the center to left, it's going to take all of us. You don't have to like the personality of our nominee. Mm-hmm. You do need to vote for our nominee to save our country. And that's the solution. The solution is to get a Republican in the White House and to get our leaders from our Senate to our Congress, to our congressmen, to our governors on down, uniting. If all Republic, think about this, if all of our Republican leaders went in the same direction for mm-hmm. 2024 yeah. and supported the nominee, could you imagine what the Republican Party could do. Look at what we've done with the division we've had. If we yeah. would set aside, the, when the primary is over, we have to set aside our differences. There's no, no more rhinos, no more establishment, no more patriots. Look, if you love your country, we're all patriots. If you're part of the Republican Party, I've got news for you. We're an established party. So we're going to have to set that aside, and we're going to have to join together, and we're going to have to elect the Republican nominee. And, and we're getting very close. We are close to having that nominee, and we. I think I think it's going to be pretty much done after CPAC and after South Carolina next week. Julie Harris, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you for all the hard work that you're doing to try to save this country. God bless you. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All righty, and you guys stick around. We're coming right back after this break. This is the Andrew K Show on AM eleven seventy FM ninety six point one, and streaming all over the world. To the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show on this Friday Eve. Glad to have you with me. Glad it's Friday Eve. Glad for lots of things tonight. I'm feeling really peppy. I'm feeling in a really good mood. Of course, you know, with the weekend coming, why not? Why not be in a good mood? You know what? I think we have to, in spite of everything that's going on in in the world and in the news, I think we've also always have to stay in a place of gratitude and realize this is just our temporary home. 
And there's always something to be thankful for. And I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful to everybody that joins me here, all my friends and family out there who are listeners of the Andrea K Show, the sponsors who support me and beyond. I'm just always grateful for you guys. And I'm grateful for this guy who's with me every night of the week. It's DJ Sesame Broccolini. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty. <laughs> it is thirsty thursday it's also taco thursday technically look ak i just want to there's some serious business actually that's just breaking right now and, and i need your opinion um okay the the popular chicken fast food chain kfc uh mm -hmm. is now mm -hmm. introducing a new menu item nationwide in this country called the cheesa the what -a? The cheesa, as in fried chicken meets pizza. You have my attention. <laughs> now, how would it? How does this work? Uh, because I've been known to I've been known to mix fried chicken in all kinds of things. I mean, I eat barbecue chicken pizza. Why would we not want <laughs> fried chicken on a pizza? I mean, if we could put taco on a pizza, if people can can destroy a pizza with putting salad on it, which I've never understood why anybody would put cold salad on top of a pizza. If you could put that on a pizza, why can you not put uh, a a piece of delectable chicken that's been fried in eleven herbs and spices. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, f fair enough. I mean, honestly, it's it's a little. The pictures don't do it justice. I'll say that much. They they need a different photographer. Um, it, it it looks a little I'm wonky. I'm googling online. this right now. I'm googling this right now. But, but apparently, it was know? first introduced in the Philippines, if, like almost 10 years ago and it was a, a big hit i guess so they're gonna bring it end of this month the 26th so all the uh ak show fans mark your calendars we're How gonna we're gonna storm the kfc it, bastille mm -hmm. is it is it you know with z's where is it yeah it's c-h-i-z-z-a cheesa oh okay yeah it's apparently this unexpected mashup it's going to hit KFC stores nationwide. I don't know. I just think that's interesting. We talk a lot about food, uh, but but this is uh, – I love fried chicken. I love pizza, but I don't know Oh, see, yeah. if they'd be a dynamic dude. You see what I mean? It's, it's a little – Yeah, they're basically topping a piece of fried chicken with some pepperoni – some sauce and cheese. No. Right. It's, like, it's not yeah, even really a I pizza thought I was going to see something really – I thought I was going to see something innovative – with like, you know, a, a actual pizza dough with some, you know, a full like actual pizza, not like faking with some with some strips and some yeah, you know, sauce no, no, no. and what, pepperoni. And what cheese. they need to yeah. do is take the Taco Bell Mexican pizza and throw fried chicken on that. Yes. That would be that's, a, that's what, an idea. Yes. And let me tell you, the Taco Bell Mexican pizza is that's really good. That's one mm -hmm. of my favorite things at Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. It's so, people sleep I mean, on that. Gonna, it's, it's underestimated. Yeah. yeah, this is, this is, I'm disappointed in this KFC. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I mean, anybody, this is basically a rip off of Burger King's um, chicken Parmesan sandwich. <laughs> Right, I mean, which was actually one of the only things I ever ate at at Burger King, and I tried that because I don't do I don't do fast food burgers. So, okay, enough about my food obsessions. Um, all right, uh, there was actually an interesting story. Um, you know, we're always looking for some good news where we can find it. Right. Well, we've actually got a good legal uh, story coming at y'all from Texas tonight. 
So there was a, a uh, is a young man named Daryl George. He's 18 and a junior at Barber's. Wait a second. 18 and he's a junior? <laughs> I think I was 15 when I was a, a junior in high school. Um, so, okay. So that's the first thing that has me scratching my head here about this young man. Okay. So Daryl George at 18. <laughs> Uh, an 18-year-old junior at uh, Barbers Hill High School, interesting choice of a name, in uh, Mont Bellevue. He's been su- suspended twice um, because his hairstyle has violated the length policy. And so he kept continuing to wear his hair um, against the policy to the degree to where the school district filed a lawsuit and argued that his long hair, now he wears his, he's got these dreads and he wears them tied up and twisted on top of his head. But the school district argued that they could fall below the the, the shirt collar, that just because he's, you know, tucking them up doesn't mean that his hair does not violate the policy. And so they filed a lawsuit against him and the district judge, a dude named Chap Kane Third, ruled in favor of the school, in favor of the school district and said that, um, that the school district did not, and, and their ongoing discipline did not violate the Crown Act. Well, you may be wondering, what is the Crown Act? Well, it stands for the Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair. <laughs> That's the Crown Act. Tell me that the left isn't sitting around finding new ways to divide and play the race card without telling me that the left is sitting around looking for dopey ways to, you know, to divide us uh, playing the race card. Uh, so that's what this story is about. So um, the act is supposed to be prohibiting race-based hair discrimination against protective hairstyles like braids and locks. Why are hairstyles, you know, protective? Why now we've got a protected class of hair? This is how off the rails we are. George said that his hair is, quote, how I feel closer to my people. It's how I feel closer to my ancestors. It's just, it's who I am. What ancestors? This dude's from Texas. What is he talking about? And as I'm looking at this person, I don't know what ancestors this person has. Show me the ancestry.com and show me the show me the lineage to show me who of your ancestors wore their hair like this. And by the way, that ancestor needs to be here in America because if you're from here, you're born here, you're an American. This is why this is so stupid and meant to meant to uh to divide us. And oh, by the way, you got bigger problems than than your hair when you're 18 years old and you're a junior. How about you focus on reading, writing, and arithmetic, okay? And oh, by the way, to this person's parents, you're the problem if you've got an 18-year-old kid who's still a junior in high school and is worried about his hair. And I'm looking at a picture of this person, and and I'm I'm going to assume that these earrings are cubic zirconias. Um, either way, if your kid and you and your kid doesn't want to... Uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, adhere to the policies that everybody else has to adhere to. Then keep your kid home. Keep your kid home. All right. Anything you want to add to this uh, story, 
says me. Well, I just have, a, I guess, a question. I mean, I, I definitely don't support this sense of entitlement, which is what it is. Oh, you think you're special yeah. and above the rules that everybody else has to play by for whatever reason, because what history or or colonialism or something? I, spare me the lecture. But I do wonder, did the school, could they do anything else? They had to go right to a lawsuit. Like, was there no... Do they try no, recourse or try suspension? And it didn't work, or like? Well, he was suspended multiple times. He was, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And kept coming back with his hair that way. So you know they have okay, to send well, a message yeah, that but... if they've got if they've got policies at the school that has to do with dress codes and how you wear your hair, they're gonna they're gonna not apply it to him, and you know that would be discriminatory to the other students. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be. And it's not fair. Look, it's it doesn't seem like this is rocket science, and we do definitely have bigger fish to fry. Like you're saying, I mean. You're an 18 year old and, and you're a junior man. I mean, get focus on the things in life that really matter. Um, I mean, chop off the hair. It really, it, this just seems like such a non issue. I can't believe it had to get to this level. I, I just can't believe it to have the gall well, to. It's because, yeah, well, well, it's because there's people in this country that feel entitled, certain class of people. And it's like Thomas Sowell said when you treat uh, certain uh, segments of society with special accommodations, eventually treating them equally feels like discrimination. And that's where we're at. An entitlement society to where people feel entitled to just get whatever they want under the basis that somebody in their group uh, might have been mistreated hundreds of years ago. And that's what's going on here. And so hat tip to me, uh, this is my this school district is my today's hero because they stood up against it and they didn't knuckle under. They didn't knuckle under like so many school districts and others do. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Julie Harris. She is also a contender for a a nominee for this week. Uh, She is a mom and a small business owner, and she is politically active. And in fact, she's the new president of the National Federation of Republican Women, which is the largest group of conservative women in the nation. You're going to hear from her what she has to say about what's going on against young women in this country. Stay with us. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Last hour... We talked about the outage that took place today with, I think, upwards of 15 uh, cell carriers. And it just got a lot of people concerned over cyber attack. And and it got us into a discussion about artificial intelligence and our dependency on technology and how technology on balance, to me, is more negative than good at this point because it has become such a weapon uh, and a tool that can be used against us. Case in point. Uh, James O'Keefe, no longer of Project Veritas after he was pushed out, now of O'Keefe Media, um, has struck again. He actually has an IRS official telling him, or one of his reporters, that the IRS is using artificial intelligence to spy on Americans' bank accounts. And the question was asked to this IRS agent, is it constitutional? And he says, I doubt it. The IRS official is uh, Alex Amina. And uh, he says that the IRS is, quote, going after the small people and destroying people's lives. He says all the agents are like robots. Absolutely true. This guy is actually an official with the Criminal Investigations Unit in New York. Um, He says that they're using AI technology to spy on their uh, um, citizens and their company bank accounts 
without a warrant or any evidence to uncover what they consider fraud. And um, the use of technology by our government has just completely destroyed our Fourth Amendment rights, which is the right to unlawful search and seizure. We this is this is what one of the main things that our founders were concerned about. This is tyranny. This is flat out tyranny. Our one the main thing that separated us and is key part of our U.S. Constitution. One of the reasons why I'm such a true crime fanatic and love watching everything related to our court system is because of what I just believe so much about how that just makes uh, uh, America stand head and shoulders above the entire rest of the world, how our founders set up a system to where the government had the, had the benefit of the doubt. They had to have probable cause. When it came to um, all the ways in which investigations were to be held by our law enforcement agencies and our government, they had the burden and they didn't get to just go and collect evidence on us um, for any reason. Evidence had to be seen by them. They're, that's what probable cause means. And even on the basis of probable cause, then in order to gather greater evidence against us, there had to, there had to be even uh, arguments made to judges so that they could then go and search for evidence. And even then it had to be under certain conditions. And even then we have the right to remain silent and not incriminate ourselves. There were so many protections built into our system to protect us. And they're all gone, all gone. It is us against our government. We are treated like criminals. They are, they, it, it is not about whether or not somebody has committed a crime. It's they are searching to see who they can drag, to prosecute, to take our money from us to seize our property from us. This article should tell you what I was saying about this Trump case and this fraud case in New York City. We're now all Donald Trump. I said then, if they could go after Trump and seize his business from him, targeting him, not on the basis of probable cause, but just targeting him because he was a citizen, they can and they will do it to you. It's confiscatory. It is the government thinking that your property that you have is theirs for the taking. And they get to treat every one of us as criminals. So, to, so they can seize our property, so that they can lord over us, so that they can punish us for our politics or for our beliefs. That's what's going on. And then meanwhile, on the flip side of that, they're welcoming, they're inviting, they're intentionally importing in criminals in the form of illegal aliens across our border. And setting them up in homes, condos, giving them $64 a day per person in food, loaded up debit cards, and beyond. That's what's happening in the United States of America today. How in the world can you vote Democrat? Explain yourself to me. Anything you want to add, Sesame? Well, it's just a great reminder of the fact that, I mean, so much of the U.S. Constitution, I mean, and this is just such a testament to the, the foresight of the, of the founders, but so much of it is not about the people's behavior or actions. It's about keeping the government in check. That's what people fail to understand so much. It's that our rights come from God and so much of the founders, all everything, the checks and balances, the separation of powers, federalism itself, and creating the Bill of Rights, of course, first, 10 key inalienable rights. It's all to say that 
The, the, the Constitution is about keeping a tyrannical government in check. Power corrupts people. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. That is a fact, and it's universal because human nature is unchanging and universal. And it's just – it's we've got a leviathan. It really feels mm-hmm. like read Thomas Hobbes, read John Locke, read the pre and and you know during the Enlightenment philosophers. We are dealing with this beast of epic proportions. Except in this case, instead of a foreign throne or something, it's our own government, and they're treating us not just like criminals, but like subjects, like terrorists. Oh, totally. it, yes. we're, we're looked at like a burden, and we're really just a tax base. This isn't a nation anymore. That's why they don't care about our constitutional rights. This isn't a country anymore. They've completely killed the soul of America, and now they're using the law to spy on us, to manipulate us, to constantly surveil us. And it's like they're just mm-hmm. keeping tabs on us. You step out of line, we've got a, a huge yep. file on you, and we can blackmail you instantly, which, by the way, is what J. Edgar Hoover did in the early days of the FBI. And they've been yep. doing it ever since. He would just keep files and dirty politicians in D.C., and he would threaten them and blackmail them, and he had files on everybody, even non-politicians, doctors, actors, musicians, lawyers, anybody with any kind of power or influence in American society. So this shadow government, this leviathan, this national security state, whatever you want to call it, it's all the same thing. We are subjects. They're rewriting all of the rules of the contract. This is completely, this country is being radically transformed. It, it's not even really America anymore. It, 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 it feels yeah. like we're losing the soul of what was America because the people that are supposed to represent us don't even show the smallest interest in actually protecting us. Like you said, they're bringing in criminals while going after law-abiding citizens because they can. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It is. Uh, we've we've lost the soul of our nation is really what we've done. And now we're in a fight to get it back. You know, we've lost the soul of our nation when we're going to, to little children, toddlers and, and you know, and, and saying, oh, yeah, you want to be like your brother? Well, here's some pills and, and you know, putting putting three year olds on puberty blockers, uh, mutilating kids, physically mutilating them where our soul is gone. We got to get it back. We got to get it back. And that's why we got in the fight. You got to stay in the fight and in the battle. And that's why I was glad to have that Julie Harris on because she she needs to be an inspiration to us. She's a mom of five, small business owner, and she's out there working. We've got to take this country back. This is not 1985 anymore. Where, uh, you know, the most active we had to be was paying attention to the news and showing up to vote. And half the time people didn't even do that. We've actually got to be knocking on doors. We've got to be using our voices on social media. We've got to be calling our, our elected officials in Congress and telling them to stand, you know, to stand firm for us. We need to be on the phone with Nikki Haley's campaign telling her to knock it the crap off and go away. That's what we need to be doing. Because one of the things Julie Harris mentioned was we got to be united. We got to be united. I'm going to be paying attention to CPAC in the next couple of days. Uh, really wasn't much happening there today. I was really that interested in. Um, so anyway, we are go- right now though. We're going to head to a break. We got the final segment of tonight's Andrea K show coming up. So you're not going to want to go away. Hey, um, if you miss any part of the show, download the podcast. Email me at andreakshow.com. Andreakshow.com. I got a couple emails. I'm going to read and we come back.
You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. I'm going to read some emails here. Larry says, Andrea, like you, when I graduated from law school, In 1980 here, I was down to a few potatoes and pot pies, and that was it. I paid all my student loans off and also paid for my son's UCSD degree and master's. How about reparations for us, Rock On? You absolutely do rock, Larry, um, for uh, being somebody who's responsible, paying your your debts, putting your your son through, uh, and UCSD is not an inexpensive school, and also getting his master's, so... Uh, thank you, Larry. Thank you for emailing me and uh, appreciate you. Um, let's see what we've got here. Another email I want to read. Oh, where did it go? Um, all these nasty communists, they turned out. Who in blank wants to pay for that? <laughs> that was another one about the student loans. See, this is not a winner for the Democrats. This is just like the border. Um, you know, the average, you know, uh, you know, 40 something year old or maybe even 30 something year old Democrat has paid off their student loans. And they're like, whoa, um, not cool, particularly when they are churning out communist. So um, I actually think that it was actually a really dumb political move right now in an election year. I, I actually don't, particularly since the people that would be on board with this for the Gen Z crowd um, you know, are, are, you know, probably aren't going to vote anyway. So I actually think it was kind of, kind of dumb on that regard. Um, Frankie says, um, what is threads on Instagram? LOL. I need to learn X better. I'm not on it enough, not to mention that I'm still kind of new on X. My daughter and son set me up on several social media platforms, but as I've only used FB and Instagram, and as far as Instagram goes, I only started using my account there just before Zuckerberg purchased it, so I have no idea what Threads is. I know that I'm currently following you and Riley, but sometimes I can comment and sometimes I can't. As far as messaging, I can DM on Instagram and Facebook, but I have no idea yet how to do so on X, so please never think I'd ignore anyone. Peace and love always, Frankster. Um, I don't have near as much time to be on the socials as I would like to. Um, I, I did sign up for threads when it first started and now I can't cancel it or I'd cancel my Instagram and I can't, my Instagram is tied to my original Facebook account that Facebook took down. So I have to like not do anything on Instagram that could take it down because I would never be able to sign back in. Um, so threads is now saying that they're not, I, I think they initially got a lot of people signed up on it and now nobody's using it. And they just recently said that they're not going to push out anything political. I don't know what that means. I'm not on it. Um, I do think on X that if you're not verified, you can't message people who are verified. I think that's the rules on DMing on X. Um, I'm, I, I'm on X probably the most, mainly because that's where I go really to source a lot of content Um, because Facebook is really where I go more to chat with you guys and just because I love you and I hang out and I post pics there and things like that. Um, And then Instagram is where I go to for my doggy and my food videos. Um, You are getting more active on X, are you not, uh, Riley? Um, Yeah, I'm very active on X these days. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So tell everybody where to follow you. Me, it's Andrea K. It's easy. Just Google Andrea K or Andrea K show and it will come up. You can find me at Riley Lewis 760. I'm not sure I am verified. So look for a blue check mark. I don't know exactly what the rules are around DMing people, but I'm pretty active and I've been growing my, my, my platform and, and I'm pretty, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time there. It's the fastest way for me to get really accurate, interesting news. Um, mm-hmm. And there's so many other people where you can communicate. There's X spaces that have video things where you can go live on X. Now they're working on maybe one day doing an X phone instead of having you know people do iPhones or Androids. Like there's so much going on in the platform. You can subscribe to people now and get access to exclusive content from really good content creators. And they're, they're allowing people to make money on, on X now for, if you're a content creator with a big enough reach. So for me, it's, it's just, I think Elon's done a great job with X. Um, he recently obviously bought it and I just am very happy, but it's a good resource. It really is for connecting with people, figuring, figuring out what's going on. Um, I highly recommend it. Threads is a dud. It's a wannabe, wannabe X. It's not very yeah. interesting. Um, it's the exact same model, but it's much more primitive and, and much less user-friendly. So um, I just don't think that, honestly, I know Facebook was the original, but I just think Facebook, Meta, that company, their social media handles and platforms, they're not, they're not great. I much prefer Twitter to everything else by far. Um, well, I like Facebook because you can write a whole long missive if you want. It's easy to yeah, you know, true. easy to communicate with people and posting pics and stuff. It's just it, to me, it, you know, it truly is the OG of just being able to connect with people. And on a personal level, re, you know, get, get to stay up with my old sorority sisters, people. I don't live in town with most of my family. So, you know, it's just a much easier way for me uh, to just stay connected personally I get that. Um, with my friends and family there. So um, that's w- one of the reasons why I really love Facebook so much. Um, what I, what I mainly love about Instagram is that, I mean, all the doggy videos and the food videos the food videos, man, that's what, that's what has, you know, Instagram has my soul on that. I am not on TikTok. I will never be on TikTok. The fact that the Biden, you know, campaign and our government officials are breaking the law by running his campaign on a Chinese site should tell you everything you need to know about why we should be concerned about this, about China's ability to, to uh, crush us with a cyber attack. And has me concerned that that just may be the way that they control our elections this year in some way or another. If you missed last hour, we had Trevin Reese on from Ready America. Um, I know the family from that company. And let me tell you, they are, you know, you can get their products in Home Depot and Walmart and on Amazon. You need to be prepared. You need to be prepared. At least have five days I would like for you to try to have 30 days supply of everything that you need from food and water to your medicines, to um, your, you know, uh, first aid are, you know, I've got a couple regular medications that I take and they don't really give you 90 days in advance. Um, So maybe that's one of the things you might want to talk to your doctor about to see if you can get a little bit uh, in advance of, of your medications as well. All right, so tomorrow is Friday. We're going to have some fun on tomorrow's show. Of course, we'll have Bob Walters. We'll have Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week, all the hot topics of the day. 
Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Follow us on all the socials, by the way. And we appreciate you so much. Love you. Thanks to all my guests. And we'll see you tomorrow. Keep your head on a swivel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.